Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. Jason Cameron joins me today. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because he's been on before, uh, this time in a completely different capacity. So before, uh, months and months ago, he was the uh, he worked for Pro Sports Physical Therapy and uh, in Mesa, California. He was the sports performance director. So now he's, he's left that that gig and is the owner operator of Chase Cameron Performance. So as many of you know, I'm a huge fan proponent of people uh, doing their own thing, opening their own business, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, controlling their own destiny, so to say. So uh, I'm excited to, to have Chase share his, his goal and his vision. And uh, without further ado, Chase, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad we finally got connected. I was just going to say the same thing, and I'm, I'm fired up for being back on for a second time. Uh, and I want to thank you again for having me back on the podcast. And we have been trying to get this going for the past few weeks, so I'm stoked that we can connect. Yeah, it's about time. I know you're busy. I'm busy. Everybody's busy. But uh, so, so tell us, let's go right into it. Tell everybody kind of what you used to do and what you do now and why you made the transition. Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, you kind of just alluded to it that I was the performance director for a company called Pro Sport Physical Therapy and Performance for the last two years. Uh, and before that, actually out of the same building location, the former company name was Velocity Sports Performance. And I also served as performance director for two years for that company. But to be honest, ever since I got into the personal training slash sports performance world when I was in my undergrad, it was uh, always the passion and the dream to to own and operate my own training company. And not necessarily just training company, but that was what I was really interested in and that's where it's evolved to at this point in time. Um, and so, you know, going from my upbringing in the velocity and pro sport community, I got to learn a lot of things. And, you know, my mindset was still at that point, you know, doing a good job with the facility, but I wanted growth on my own. So I was actively learning what it was like to have more of that business ownership mindset and learn from the people who were doing it uh, in that company as well as outside of that company. And officially, um, one month and 13 days today, we are um, our own company, Chase Camera Performance. So I'm officially now subleasing space in the early stages here out of a company called Self Made, which has about 15 locations roughly that are either open or just about to open. And so the particular location that I'm out of is in Costa Mesa, California. And this is one of the newer locations. It's been open, I believe, about 10 or 11 months. And so the whole company is based on trainers and coaches who own and operate their own business, but don't want that overhead necessarily of a building or all the responsibilities that come with it. Right. And so this is currently where I'm building the business. Uh, although, you know, my dreams are I absolutely want an open location. And my goal is 18 to 24 months from now is to open my own location of about 1,500 square feet to start off with. And so, uh, 
So this is where we're building right now. So we've got a lot of good opportunities. It's a very centralized location. So where my business takes place in Huntington Beach and Corona del Mar and, and Irvine, California. Um, and one of the reasons I also chose this location to kickstart this business is because my mentor and friend is over there also. And a guy that you've had on the podcast and know pretty well and, and we all respect and I'm sure most of your listeners know is, is uh, PJ Nestler. Oh, yeah, definitely. So when, we, when I first started having this idea, of course, I reached out to PJ because, you know, that's what you do. You reach out to your mentors who are doing the things that you're trying to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence and researching the different areas and where I can kickstart this thing. And he, he mentioned self-made. And, uh, you know, by the way, thank you very much to self-made and self-made family who do a fantastic job of taking care of their employees. Uh, all the guys over there have been, um, you know, the, the, the utmost professional professionals and they really do a lot to make sure you have what you need over there. So uh, really big kudos to self-made. Um, but when I was chatting with PJ, uh, you know, he's the reason I ended up over there. But lower rents, but I didn't want to just grab that low hanging fruit from the rent was low, right? This was the atmosphere that I really needed to provide my athletes with top quality service. And uh, of course, the secondary reason would be great. You got so individual PJ. Chase, as you want to be around. Hey, hey Chase. Yep. Are you there? Hey, uh, are you moving around a little bit? Uh, no, same. Same location in my little spotty. Yeah, just a, yeah, a little little uh, in and out, in and out. I didn't know if you were kind of moving around the room and I had to get jacked up and <laughs> walk around, but it's it's okay. I think we we got the uh, the most. Of it. <laughs> I think I think we're good now. So tell tell us more about the uh, about what you were saying. So yeah, so again, you know, those are the two reasons I ended up as self-made and. And what we're doing right now is, is the people that I'm learning from, these entrepreneurs, you know, inside the training world and outside of the training world, um, you know, a lot of stuff that they wish they had done in route to their success, they see these successful entrepreneurs and business owners and assumes that they just got there within a year's time frame or overnight success, which is rarely ever the case, if ever. I mean, this is 10, 15 years of back, back end work to get where these guys are at this high level. And so why I talk about where we are at the beginning stages of a company so much is because these guys all had shared with, you know, their listeners through POS or, you know, just conversations I've had is, is um, I wish we could have documented the early stages to show people what it was really like as we built a business, not to where we are now and continuing to build, but where we started from and what the grind is really like to build a successful, long lasting uh, business on it. And so this is what I'm doing right now. I mean, I feel like I'm in an opportunistic spot to do something like that. And so this is why we're sharing the, the kind of hard truths and realities of here's what we're doing. Here's what's working right now. Here's what we're learning and here's what's not worked so well. And so, um, you know, the company is right now an athletic based company, training company. And what we do is we specialize in performance enhancement through a combination of strength training and movement efficiency, so speed and agility enhancement, as well as plyometric training. Um, some of the other things that we actually do is, you know, we consult with 
few programs locally around here about their training programs and what they're doing. And we do engage in some speaking events. So we just had this really cool event at Hogue Hospital last week called uh, Return or Back to Play, which I love talking about. So I hope I can take a minute real quick. This is the second time we've done this. It's the second time we've done, I've been a part of this at Hogue Hospital. And um, what it is, is this whole cool reenactment of a time of injury on the field to that first respondent, which is the athletic trainer. So we reenact what it's like to have an, uh, an injury on the field and go throughout the whole process of meeting with doctors to this mock surgery that we reenact, as well as the rehabilitation process and physical therapy, and then all the way to meet the strength coach before they return to, to the sporting field. So this, this reenactment is catered towards about 150 high school students locally. It's performed in the auditorium at Hogue Hospital um, with the directors, the clinics, it's, t- it's, it's all videotaped. And then we do an hour Q&A after on stage for all these young young students that are interested in potential field uh, careers in this field. So it's a really cool event. So those are really the the three things we're doing right now is, of course, the bulk of it is training, but we're also consulting and we're also doing speaking engagements. That's awesome. Lots of good, lots of good busy stuff. So I kind of want to cycle back to uh, the beginning of what you were saying about you know, the entrepreneurial side of things, because obviously that's, you know, a big thing about what you and I talked about when you coming back on. And I feel like more than most industries, now obviously I haven't talked to people, you know, throughout every single industry ever, but the, the fitness industry in particular seems to have this huge uh, entrepreneurial mindset, right? Even if a person is working for a company, like if, you know, you were working for pro sport, and you know uh, somebody else works for like LA Fitness or something like that. That mm-hmm. individual person usually has more flexibility. Uh, they have, still have to have a lot of drive to get the work done. Uh, the hours are insane. You're you know working all sorts of crazy hours. And I feel like most people in that situation they want to expand out and be on their own. And and I, I just find that really that you know unique and interesting and. And I, I like what you said about the grind because right now, uh, I've talked talk about this a little bit, but I'm, I'm teaching this, uh, this class at Cincinnati State, and it's a personal training certification class. And I teach the business class. And I'm in a unique spot because mm-hmm. I get to see these students who are anywhere from like right out of high school who want to get into the fitness industry, or maybe they're people who um, are, are going into the fitness industry from some other you know, segment. And uh, I feel like a lot of the times people don't really talk about what it actually takes to do what you're doing, you know, to make the jump. And you mentioned that 10 to 15 year gap of like just hustling and grinding and put all, putting all the, the back work into it. And uh, I don't know if that's because people find it boring or they don't want to scare away potential, you know, other potential trainers, but we got to be as truthful as we can here and let people know that it takes a ton of work and it's nothing is handed to you. Um, you know, it, like you said, there's rare opportunities that people have where they're just thrown into this amazing position where all of a sudden you get like 10 to 15 clients right out of the gate and everything's just running smoothly. And then a year later, you know, you're making the amount of money you want. You're helping the people that you want, yada, yada, yada. But that's not exactly how it is. So, uh, you know, kudos to you for being in a position to, to tell people, you know, that, that it takes a lot of hustle. Well, it's, it's one thing, it's not for everybody, um, but no, there are not. a lot of people that, that, you know, 
really do have that kind of drive and have that passion. But right. even if you don't own your own business, you can still have that mindset. And that's really where you want to kind of develop and hone your skills is learn from people who are doing it. And yeah. you have to be to open this up. I'm pretty years old. Uh, I actually did open up my original business when I got out of my undergrad at 24. And it was, it was this company called Power Plus Training. And by no means I was I ready to do anything of this nature. And <laughs> I did it for about six months. And it was it actually happened exactly what you just said is that you get your first 10 to 15 clients, right? And you're finding some success early on and you're making some good financial means. And that's exactly what happened to me. I got dialed in with a few people early on. I knew nothing about the business side. Uh, I knew nothing about retention. I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about anything. I knew a few things on some training drills. That's all I did. Um, and so what happened was those clients went away and I was stuck without basically a future right now or a present. And that was one of the coolest learning experiences for me because that was before I went back to grad school. Um, but I look back on that now and I'll never opportunity. It was such a blessing for me to realize, Hey, your mindset has to be in this 24 hours, seven days a week. You don't have to always be doing it, but you have to be constantly thinking about what we could do next. Um, you know, complacency is probably the worst enemy. And that's something that not just comes from you know, my mouth, but this is regurgitated information through people that I'm, I'm learning from who have actually done this and made multi-million dollar businesses. And so, you know, when we get content with 10 to 15 clients, which is actually where I'm at right now, plus organizations and club connections and affiliates, um, and especially in the athletic training world, which is a little bit different than the personal training world, because I know I'm not going to have some of these athletes. There's four on my list I can look at right now as we speak that I'm not going to have in three months because they're going off to season or I'm sending them off to college. So I have to find ways to fill those voids. Plus, I want to enhance those. I don't want to just stop here. I want to see what's the next level that we can take this to, to create more of an impact on a national scale, you know, a state scale, national scale, and then eventually a global scale. So, you know, there's several ways to do that. And, and number one, obviously, is you got to provide a good service. And that's going to help get a, a lot of retention out of your athletes. And that can help expand more athletes because if you provide a good service and you get those guys results, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go talk to other people about you. And those are guys that are going to bring you new athletes and clients and can continue that, that funnel. And that's exactly what's happened to me just recently. Uh, two weeks ago, I've actually worked with a young lady before who just signed with UCLA for soccer. So she's a senior in high school right now, and she'll be, she'll be, going, on, uh, she'll be going on next, next fall or in the summertime reporting to camp at UCLA. But we hadn't had contact in two years. The reason she came back is because her athlete of mine, who's a soccer, a young lady soccer player in Michigan, they were on the phone. They had played at the same club. This young lady in Michigan shared with this, uh, this was like, hey, I hear you're signed with UCLA. Congratulations. Uh, here's what you need to do. You need to go go train with Chase. He got there for what I needed to do at Michigan. And when I got into camp day one, I was impacted so you need to get with Chase right now and that's what she did she called me up shared the story with me and uh and so this is this is how i got you know i'm going to be training her for the next seven months until she reports to camp yep i think the biggest thing you know especially right now in the time that you and i are kind of you know building building our brand building our business and uh and getting into this and kind of quote unquote making a name for yourself 
the biggest thing that is like helping and hurting people, I think is the social media aspect because I, first of all, I suck at social media. Like I, I'll go like hard for a long time and then I'll just be like, oh dude, I'm exhausted with, I, like, I don't, I don't have a time for this right now, but like you're, so you're much better at that than I am. But, but the, the fact that like, it gets, it almost gets to the point where you overlook the simple face to face. The person in front of you is, is your biggest marketing uh, capital, right? That's the person that is going to put you out and tell people about you. And it's like, we, we get so caught up in this. I'm dealing with this. Like, you know, the kid, luckily I'm having experts come in to talk to, talk to the students at Cincinnati state. So I'm not, you know, it, it would, it would do them uh, injustice for me to, to tell them about um, social media when I suck at it myself. <laughs> so, I'm having, so, I'm having, so I'm having people come in to talk about that. But the one thing that I can attest to is saying, if you care about the person that's in front of you spending two hours a week in front of you, spending their money on you, if you care about them, they will tell people about you. And that is that goes far beyond anything that any book can tell you. That can go far beyond any business class can tell you. It's hard to learn that. You can't. It's hard to, to know that and to learn that, though. It's almost like one of those things, um, you know, there's some tips and tricks here and there, you know, send cards on birthdays, things like that. But if you can't make a connection, like, right away, that that's hard to, that's hard to teach. Yeah, if you don't have that, I mean, you're – you know, your business is no good and your, your product is no good. you got to have that in-house retention and rapport with your athletes. And they tie into the social media because they're going to go tell people on their social media what you're doing. And, right. you know, with the age that we live in, that's, that's going to generate out really rapidly. And, and right now, I mean, I'm not on that big national or global scale to where that's going to be a big factor if someone bad mouths my performance on Instagram. But with where we are going and the visions that we have, we're practicing those habits now. Because that will be a factor later on. And, um, you know, I want to kind of touch base on what you just said to your, your, your students in terms of teaching them the social media is, you know, we may not be the best at the social media. We're working on that consistency every day. And I, you know, I can go down another rabbit hole talking about that. But uh, what you are doing and what we're doing is showing them that we're taking action. And that's the number one thing is we may not have all the answers and how to make this so great whether it's social media or whether it's the business, but the number one thing that we got to do, and this is again, what I'm regurgitating this information from people that have taught me this and have done it is you got to take action. You know, don't be ignorant with your action, but get yourself out there. Don't wait, just go out and do it and learn and continue to kind of educate yourself as best as you can to make yourself be in that best pot. But you have to take action. If you don't take the action, nothing is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a, a favorite quote of mine that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk says, and he says, uh, stop debating, stop pondering, uh, stop talking and go do. And uh, people get kind of freaked out because they know with that, if they just, they, if they feel like they, they haven't talked about it enough, they don't have it on paper, they're going to fail. Well, failure is all part of it. Failure, the greatest successes that you'll mm -hmm. have is from failure. You know, that, that's like the greatest teacher of, of any kind. Like, obviously, you have to have mentors. You have to have people that back you and support you and have you know, been down the road that you, you've been down. But your story, everybody's each individual story, especially in this, this industry of fitness, is going to be so different than anybody else's. And if they're lucky enough to make it, you know, 10, 15, 20 years into the game, 
they'll tell you about their failures way more often than their successes. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be a ton of them. There's every successful story has numerous failures. Yep. And, um, you know, to go back on, you know, touch base on the, the social media inconsistencies that we kind of chatted about is, you know, that's a tough thing to do sometimes is, you know, I've actually, I'm going to put this out right now. I've been very active on my story for social media recently, uh, but I haven't been posting a ton. And one of the reasons is because we ran out of film content. So what's helping me kind of stay true to making sure that I continuously post is uh, my power list. And Powerless is something I got from Andy Priscilla, who owns uh, First Form, and a couple other companies. So he's one of the guys I learned a lot from. Uh, and if anybody is interested in business ownership and entrepreneurship, a guy that I'd highly recommend learning from. Uh, so again, his name's Andy Priscilla, and I'm gonna forewarn everybody: he's not for everybody. He is uh, <laughs> not a politically correct guy. Uh, which is cool because that, that, that fits my style very much. So this is, I think, one of the reasons I'm drawn to, so much to him. But uh, if you can handle you know, some swear words and, and some politically incorrectness, then he's your guy. I promise you will learn a ton in terms of entrepreneurship and business ownership, and you'll be motivated to continue to go down your pathway. Um, but to get back to what I was alluding to is the power list he talks about frequently. And it's something that I started implementing for myself about six weeks ago. And all it is is five daily tasks that you need to accomplish that maybe you'd be out of rhythm from. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, some people do three, he does five. I have, have, I mix depending on what my day is looking like and go three to five, but it's three to five daily tasks that crucial tasks that you need to complete. And social media is out of my routine. So I reminded myself, put on my daily task. Okay. I need to, I need to post on my social media content today. I've been good on the story, but I haven't posted in a while. I need to get that going. Well, I still was failing on that. So I had to kind of go back to the drawing board. Why am I failing the last three days getting my posts up? I put on my power list, but it's not happening. So what's going on here? Well, the problem wasn't me wanting to post or putting my mindset on it. The problem was I didn't have content. So I actually needed to switch up my power list focus, which was, okay, I need to reach out to some people, some coaches, some colleagues of mine. I need to film. That's the number one thing I do because I'm out of content. So I need to, I need to film. And that's exactly what we did. I reached out to some colleagues of mine. Um, and what we did is we went over the weekend and we filmed. So we went in and got a bunch of content. So now I have some storage. I can start to you know, manipulate that, that content a little bit to get the framework done. And then, now, when it comes time next week or this week, when, you know, today, then I can go ahead and just choose from the library of content I've created, and now I can keep that flow going. And then once I get back in that rhythm, I can take that back off the power list and put something else on there. And that power list is the number one thing that has changed my business right now. It's kept me consistent through bad days, which you're going to have a lot of, days that you're not feeling motivated, days that you're feeling very overwhelmed with, oh my God, this is too big. When those days happen, I just resort back to, okay, what can I do right now in the morning? I'm gonna get up. All I'm gonna do is write my power list. Just write things that I need to get done and check one thing off. Once I start to do that, this is not just me, this is everybody that does this and falls through with this. You just start to lose that, that big boulder off your back of, oh my God, there's so much to do. And so once you can do that, then you kind of get back in your rhythm and your mindset and your habits are back. 
that's really big. I, I, I think I got his name, Andy Frisella, but I want you to do me a favor. Uh, when we get off here, shoot me that, and I'll, I'll link all that to uh, the podcast notes. I think uh, – Absolutely, yeah. I learned a ton from that guy. That's uh, my number one right now where I learned from in terms of business. Well, I think that that goes a long way, and that kind of is like motivating me. Uh, I almost want to say like, all right, from this moment on, I'm going to do better about X, Y, and Z, but I don't want to like put myself out there too much. <laughs> I don't want to, I feel like if I do that, I'm almost setting myself up for uh, for failure, but I'm right there with you in terms of, you know, finding stuff to, I almost feel in, in terms of social media, especially, I, I feel like once I start recording something, I'm like, ah, who really wants to hear about this? Or, um, you know, ah, this has already been posted on or whatever, wherever the issue is, but I think it's it's super important, but I think, you know, in terms of uh, face value content, um, you know, just putting something out there that's going to, that you think is valuable to the people who are going to be following you and building on top of that, building on top of that, building on top of that. But uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, what a lot of people love to hear too is because you got to figure out, you know, what is that you want your social media to be? This, this could be a whole nother podcast we can dive into, but you know, what a lot of these people like to see is the authenticity of what you're doing and yeah. tell your story. And that's really what I'm doing. You get, you know, like the PJs and stuff that I've done is, you know, going out educational content, but that's part of my story, you know? And so that's what we're really doing is just telling the story of who we are, what we're doing and where we're going with this thing and not really being afraid to share our goals and our visions with everybody, you know, putting it out there is going to hold me more accountable to, Hey, shoot. Okay. I just told people that I want to make a global impact. That's a big goal that a lot of people are going to laugh at in the early stages, but you got to put yourself out there to be vulnerable. And we talked a little bit on the previous podcast, you know, about being vulnerable. And that's, that's one of the things we got to do is put it out there because that's going to hold you accountable for making sure you get that done. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. hundred percent true. Yeah. The more you put it out there, the more likely it is you're, you're going to get started. It's not like you put it out there and it's just going to happen, right? You got to take action steps to get there. Exactly. So, and that's where goal setting and all that comes into play. But yeah, you put it out yeah. there. Um, now, if you're not stepping up to the plate and doing it, then you got to kind of rethink what you're doing. You know, not necessarily forget about it, but think, think about what you're doing and, you know, kind of redefine where your priorities lie if this is really for you. But if you do have these big picture goals and you do have these big dreams, these big visions, like I do and our company does, then, you know, put yourself out there. If you really are, then put yourself out there, take the risk. And let people laugh at you, but get your stuff done, and you'll show them what, what you're made of. Yeah. Take, yeah, take the risk, step by step, follow your plan. doesn't have to be on anybody else's time. Nobody else is, is watching. Just do. Just go do. I, I 100% agree. But, hey, Chase, if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, they want to check out what you're up to, where's the best place to get a hold of you? Uh, it's, it's, it is Instagram right now, Instagram or email. Um, so the Instagram is Chase Cameron Performance. You can always send me a message. I've gotten a lot of good messages from people from the live feeds that I posted from the stories. Uh, I've had some great questions from people, and 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 you know the the best pit, the best part about this is I've had tremendous amount of support from people who I I've never connected with, and through this I've made new connections in my network and, and relationship. So that's been a lot of fun. So always feel free to reach out to me. Chase Cameron Performance in the Instagram, or you can reach me on my email at this point in time, which is at, uh, or excuse me, it's Coach Chasen, C H A S E N, at gmail.com. Awesome. I'm going to link all that to the show notes. 
Dude, you got to go feed that beast. Uh, can you hear him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's our that's sorry about that. That's our our official no, mascot in the background. No, good. I like it. I like it. Uh, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad we got to link up, and I hope people do reach out. And uh, thanks for sharing your story. And I'm, I'm one of those people who do check out your stories as often as I can. So keep up the great work, brother. And we'll talk to you soon. Uh, real quick, Eric, if you got a second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say it's reciprocated back to you. Thank you for the support, man. I'm a big supporter and fan of yours. And Thank if you. the listeners have not checked out your recent podcast with Teddy Winsley, that's one of the best things I've heard in a long time. Uh, I love that guy so much, the strength coach therapist. I just heard your work actually this morning with Nate Sir. Uh, I know Nate worked with him. Uh, what yep. him and Galpin are doing with muscle fiber typing, watch in the next year or two what they're going to be doing. It's going to be crazy. And then I, I got a, the same thing with Matt Lindemood. Man, I love that guy. I met him recently through Coach PJ Nessler and Darian Pica. And that guy's one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. Love that guy. Yeah, that's it's so cool to build this like um, this huge spider web and almost like a fraternity of of people. And it's just because, you know, we're sharing information. That's all there is to it. So. Uh, yep. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're getting more out of it. And I mean, I, God, dude, I get to learn something every time I get on a podcast, it's like guaranteed I'm going to learn something new. And I just get like revitalized too, you know, talking to people about different things. <laughs> I mean, it's all part of it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good day. Hey, thanks again. Take care. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.